Welcome to the Building Healthy Organizations podcast. We understand how the human brain works and how that impacts behavior in the workplace. I'm glad you joined us today for our continued journey to understand how to build a healthy organization. If I say legendary productivity, what comes to mind? Something above and beyond, something that lasts, something that leaves a legacy. That's what I want to talk about today. Not just run-of-the-mill productivity. We hear so much about that word, about the ideas behind that word, and so many different ways, things you can do and try to increase productivity. But I'm talking about something rare, something unique. And let me share an example of what I mean. Think of a time when you watched or maybe even played on some kind of sports team that that team, by all rights, should have lost against a superior opponent. But they didn't lose. They won the game. Even when all the odds were stacked against them, why did the so-called lesser team win? And there's so many great examples of that in sports history and probably even in your own life. Uh, I can remember when I was playing volleyball in high school, and I'm, <laughs> I'm not very tall, so that was a challenge for me. Uh, but it was us in the finals against all of the athletes, the football players, the baseball players, all of the lettered athletes. And we were just a group of guys who knew each other, liked each other, got along well together, weren't really all that great athletes, but we played as a team and there was no pride. So when we look at something like that, and yes, we won the championship. Sorry, I should have finished that story for you. Uh, When we look at something like this, the answer seems fairly simple and it rests on a few key factors. Everybody on the team knows exactly what their role is and what they need to do. So there's absolute clarity about that. Each team member places team accomplishment above their personal achievement. And that's really important. Each team member practices accountability faithfully. They are accountable for their position for their responsibilities. The team does not freeze or flee in the face of a challenge. The very heart of the team is collaboration. Shared goals, shared purpose, shared values. And the last one to focus on is trust. The team thrives because they trust. And if the trust is not there, that's when teams fall apart. So the sports focus here is a simple one to wrap our brains around this concept of legendary 
productivity. We've all seen this happen. When you've seen an upset like that, what did you feel? Now, if you were on the superior team that should have won, (laughs) your feelings may not be the same as, as somebody who was on the supposedly lesser team and won when they weren't supposed to. But we've seen it on television. We've watched teams that should not in any way, shape, or form have beat a superior team, but they did it. And they did it for a variety of reasons. Legendary productivity is a rare occurrence, but it can happen and you can create the environment where it is likely to happen. So we see this from time to time in organizations uh, or in a team who reaches a mountaintop moment. But the question then becomes, is this type of productivity, this legendary productivity, is it sustainable? And let's explore that at a deeper level. The real challenge with that are all of the distractions, all of the disruptions, all of the things that are going on, the busyness, the things that come at us every day. What are those? Lack of clarity, insufficient equipping of employees and leaders, outside influences. Those are real impactful influences. Internal politics, differing engagement levels. What do I mean? Some people are much more engaged with the effort than others. Poor leadership. And poor leadership isn't just a leader failing. It may be that they haven't been trained well. They may not have the equipping or the bandwidth to do what they need to do as a leader. Lack of accountability practices and a culture of accountability, what I call an accountability framework. That's huge. That in itself, if you were to fix one of these things that would have the biggest impact, that would be it. Even though you might think leadership or you might think internal politics, if you can create a culture of accountability, a framework of accountability, where everybody understands their role and their responsibilities and they commit to those, that is going to move the team or the organization forward faster than anything else. And the last one is low trust levels. And the neat thing about accountability practices is they build trust along with them. So there is so much to be said for focusing in on what you can change. Now, let's look at those distractions and disruptions and try to figure out how do we change that dynamic? How do we change that and transform that into something where we might approach legendary productivity? These roadblocks that we've talked about are real, but they can be removed. Let's look at that. So go back and look at that list of roadblocks again. 
lack of clarity, insufficient equipping of employees and leaders, outside influences, internal politics, differing engagement levels, poor leadership, lack of accountability, practices and culture, low trust levels. Think about each of those roadblocks. What do they have in common? Number one is uncertainty. In an environment of uncertainty, chaos reigns. And I'm not talking about the kind of chaos that is highly destructive, that's anarchy. I just mean there's a constant flow of disruption. There are constant distractions. I read a research study a couple of years ago that said the average American worker gets interrupted in their job assignment every three minutes. Yeah, I thought the same thing. Wow. If I'm getting distracted or interrupted every three minutes, how can I focus on anything? How can I be accountable and do what I need to do and find my success pathway if all of this distraction and disruption is going on? And a lot of that comes out of uncertainty. It may simply be people not having a clear focus or a clear understanding of what their individual team and organizational success pathway looks like. We'll talk a little bit more about success pathway here in a few minutes. What's the next thing that those roadblocks have in common? Misalignment. People may be working at their maximum. They may be trying to do their very best, but if their efforts are not aligned with team and organizational goals, then their efforts will never reach the optimal outcomes. And frankly, they're not going to be happy. Nobody's going to be happy because it seems like you're doing things that don't really make a difference or that don't sync up with the overall effort. Satisfaction, well-being, these are real feelings that everybody has that are important to productivity. What's another common thread in those roadblocks? It's skill gaps. Success of teams and organizations will always be limited by the current leadership capacity and competency. And I start with leaders on purpose. If we take leadership to its most basic level, A person leading themselves well to get their best outcomes and their best productivity. That's truly where leadership starts. You learn to lead yourself well first, then you can lead other people well. In essence, everyone is a leader, even if they're only leading themselves. What's another common trait that we see in these roadblocks? the lack of trust, and it touches everything in an organization. What does trust foster? If trust is there, what are the benefits that come out of trust? Good communication, crucial conversations, innovation, accountability, higher engagement levels, greater satisfaction, and truly effective collaboration. And those are just a few 
of the benefits that come out of a trust-rich environment or a trust-rich culture. So the more that we can connect with people and build trust, the better off we're going to be and the more productive people can be. So all of those can be identified through a focused assessment process. And I don't mean just psychological assessments. I also mean just assessing by asking good questions, by observing, by interviewing people, uh, by doing surveys, whatever you can do to get good data, good information. So you can assess what the current reality is. That's going to help move the needle when it comes to increasing productivity toward that goal of reaching that legendary productivity standard. When we think about where we go from here, what kind of steps can we put in place to make this happen? Legendary productivity can only happen when something changes. Otherwise, it stays the same. I mean, that's common sense, right? I want to give you three steps to productivity transformation. If you're serious about changing the level of productivity, I will give you three steps so that you can help that transformation to happen in yourself, in your team, in your organization. But you have to be serious about it. And it's going to take commitment. And it is a change process. Transformation, by its nature, is a change process. The difference between change and transformation, you can go back to the old way if all you're doing is changing. But if you're transforming, you will never go back to the old way. That is transformation. So what's the first step? Number one, bring leaders together and form what I call a guiding coalition. Those leaders that form this guiding coalition around shared goals, shared purpose, and the success pathway for the organization have to be in agreement when they're in public. They must be ambassadors and champions of those shared goals, shared purposes, and that shared success pathway. Now, they can disagree in private, that's fine, but there needs to be a united front because remember, one of the major causes of those roadblocks to legendary productivity is uncertainty. So if one leader is saying this and another leader is saying that and there's back and forth and fighting and, you know, all the politics that goes on, you've lost already. You will never reach that legendary productivity standard. The guiding coalition is where it starts. That sets the direction. It sets the vision. It sets the purpose. It creates the culture and the framework for that culture It develops the accountabilities and the success pathway for the organization, which will eventually cascade down to teams and individuals. Step number two, assess the current reality 
of the organization and its teams. And be honest with your assessments. I mean, if it's a truly validated um, psychometric assessment, then you're going to have good data coming out of that. But if you're doing interviews and surveys and asking questions and doing observations, watch for blind spots and watch for people that are putting up a facade, that mask that covers their real self or their team. All of that is detrimental to reaching that legendary productivity standard. Once you have a sense of what the current reality is and there's no hiding, you know, there's no diversion or distraction and all of that, you really get good information, then practice curiosity, not judgment. Curiosity will engage people, it will bring people in, it will help people to become a part of it and they'll pour their own energy into what's going on. Judgment will kill that. Judgment is another roadblock, another cause of roadblocks that will kill this kind of productivity initiative that you may want to put in place. Don't be afraid to explore everything in the organization, in the teams. Um, Gain as much insight as you possibly can. Identify what's working and what's not and do that within that lens of what is our current reality. Don't give in to keeping old ways or old methods or old models that aren't bringing you much value. That doesn't make sense. I've heard so many business owners and senior leaders say to me in the last few years, we don't have a model for this. And that's because of the pandemic, the economy and so many different things are going on. And that's exactly right because the world is changing. But the world has always been changing. It's just accelerating the pace of change right now. And that's where agility and flexibility and the and resilience are so important right now. What's step number three? Create a success pathway for the organization, and then cascade that down to every team and eventually every individual. Now, I'm going to tell you what I mean by a success pathway. I'm not going to leave you trying to figure out what does he mean by that. This is a tool that I've created to guide people through the development of success pathways. So let's say that we're doing it for an individual one single person in their role in the organization. And the success I use as an acronym. The first S is self-awareness. The employee must be made aware of their role, the impact it has on others, and the resources available to them. The U for success is understand what acceptable behavior and performance looks like. What is the specific behavior and performance that is expected in that individual's role? The C, the first C of success is competencies needed. Be specific about what competencies are needed. Does this include specific certifications, professional designations, 
ongoing learning and development, and that should be a given. Ongoing learning and development, and granted, I provide a lot of that kind of service to organizations, but I have seen the difference learning and development and growth makes in organizations who invest in it, and I've seen the struggles in organizations who don't invest in it. This is a a real-time survey I've been doing for 35 years, watching organizations either thrive or try to survive. Which group do you want to be in? The next C in success is consequences. And those can be positive or they can be negative. Everybody thinks more of the negative when you hear that word, but what are the specific consequences, rewards or redirections uh, that are tied to the right behavior and performance? If that happens, what are the rewards? What are the benefits? If it doesn't happen, what are the reprimands? What are the things that happen if that, those consequences have to come into play? The next letter in success, this success acronym, is the E, which is expectations. What specific and measurable goals, KPIs, must be met by a certain time frame? That's helping this person create their own realized success pathway, something they can look at and say, this is my success pathway. A big part of that is expectations. And then the final two S's in the word success. Number one, schedule. Schedule regular coaching and review meetings to track progress, answer questions, provide support, guide the employee throughout the process. And the last S is supervise. It's not the same as coaching. Actively supervise the employee throughout the process. This includes a consistent performance evaluation process. And I always am a proponent of a forward-looking performance evaluation process. What do I mean by that? We're going to meet every week. We're going to do our one-on-one. We're going to set expectations for the week. The next week, we'll see how things went. We'll reset expectations or we'll continue those. I'll coach you along the way. We'll talk about it. At the end of the quarter, we'll have a performance evaluation that is no surprise at all because you've been doing it week to week to week. These tools that I'm talking about actually come out of our Cultivating Accountability online course. And if you're interested in that, feel free to go to our website, eqfit.org, and look that up. I want to leave you with this. If you want legendary productivity in yourself, in your team, in your organization, it starts with embracing transformation and then allowing good leadership to show up and lead the way. With those two things in place, you can start to build the accountabilities provide the resources, do the training, do the equipping, do all of those things that are going to remove the roadblocks to legendary productivity. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Building Healthy Organizations by EQ Fit. 
We do understand how the human brain works and how that impacts behavior and performance in the workplace. We also love hearing your suggestions and ideas. If you have a topic you'd like us to cover, please send us an email at info at gscfit.com. For more information and inspiration, check us out on YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, and of course our website, eqfit.org.